You know, the one thing I don't miss is stockings. Those thick, sometimes too sheer, scratchy ass things that I had to wear to Sunday every freaking Sunday that I was forcibly sent to church. But that's not even a primary function. My mom was so damn cheap that she made us, instead of do-rags, wear the stockings on our head. Did you have to do that? Wear stockings on your head because she could not get a do-rag. So for the first 12 years of my life, I went to bed in pantyhose. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. My name is Chris. My name is. My name is. My name is. My name is. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Raised by Wolves, episode two, Pentagram. This one was written by Aaron Guzowski. Guzikowski and directed by Ridley Scott. He's also the, um, I want to say producer or creator of this show as well. This episode premiered September 3rd of 2020, and I gave this one a 9.2 out of 10. Although it was a slower paced episode, not much action happened. Definitely not as explosive as the ending of the previous episode. But it had a lot of the more philosophical things that I myself enjoy thoroughly as a history buff and just correlating how this show is kind of making its own Genesis tale. And I really like it. I also like that it did start with a little bit of action and a backstory. And then we came back to our group and then we kind of left with them and then kind of touched back base with that arc primarily Marcus is part of that story and then it ended with that so that was a nice way to pace out exactly what happened what's happening and what is going to be happening in the future or some of the storylines that can be unfolding in the future I'm glad to see I was right about some of my predictions last episode I take joy when my theories are affirmed to do some light housekeeping before we get into the recap just to tell you what we got going on for the rest of this week Wednesday we're gonna have an up in the air day just look for something to be dropped <laughs> on that date then we'll move on to Thursday Utopia episode 3 Friday, the premiere of Haunting of Live Manor, season two. And then on Saturday, we have Vicariously and Merlin, episode six and seven, and then Doom Patrol, episode nine. If you're looking for the leftovers on the calendar, it will be back season three, starting, where am I here? September 17th. Did I say September? I totally meant October. It is kind of amazing that we are chugging through the year and next month is my birthday and I don't want to cry into any ice cream yet. So let's not even start thinking about that. However, it is shaping up to be a much more interesting month in October than its predecessor in September. A lot more interesting, thought-provoking TV that is on right now. 
so we start off this episode in Boston 2045. I'm glad we have a time stamp. A woman named Mary and Caleb escape the carnage of the necromancer, aka android attacks that are going down. I am not completely sure on the construct of this war. It seems they say that the necromancers were built out of the mass destruction, something that the guy I can't stand, Hunter, says later on. But I'm kind of confuddled on how this is an extinct event. Unless for some reason, say, the Milithrific, I'm going to say that. So I don't know why I can't say that. Milithrific? Oh, the M people, <laughs> the Mac Daddy Christians, they maybe had wiped out the atheists, took dominance over the planet. Like they had this one last holy war where atheism was rather banished. And then in their banishment, they maybe had been the original authors or uh, creators of this type of android technology and then it was used and turned against those same people and they were persecuted due to this new religion but of course we can use those androids as our manual labor which is something hunter also alludes to i'm i'm literally putting this shit together and I could be totally wrong just based on the information I was given and then maybe as a last ditch effort of the last of the atheists this guy Campion the creator made these extremely annihilating androids named the necromancers that basically just killed all humans And maybe the people that were going around, because we see Mary and Caleb, Mary shoots a guy that raises his hand and says something that sounds kind of like the religious thing. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why they shot him because they're atheists. Duh. Okay. That makes a lot more sense and still nicely fits in with my theory, but also raises the question if there were atheist humans on or maybe that was it it was like the atheist plan was to take out the rest of humanity and the rest of the atheists was like well or these two were like well i kind of want to live so that means i need to switch sides and get the fuck up off here to continue to breathe that's something i'm willing to do but i did like the opening carnage the big explosion definitely looked very blockbustery very alien like and we see that there are trucks rolling around with the arc symbol as well so i got the indication that they were the last stand of man and that they were getting the rest of their people off this earth because no one was going to survive this they release a very civil medical bot Uh, that was on fire them rescuing the bot was also kind of a dead giveaway that they were atheists because i have the impression that the other side would have let him burn they then realized that this particular medical bot has been screening people for the arc 
they find two people who have been approved that are the same body type as them and they decide to impersonate this couple approved for the only transit off the doom planet now there is something to be said by a man or a woman who cannot die or will not die with their convictions and i wonder if that is going to cause some inner conflict with marcus because i felt even last episode that he was a little less chill on the religious aspect or the more zealot aspect of the other two guests that he was with and maybe that is the reason that she spared him because we definitely know in this episode that mother has many capabilities and maybe when she was filling all over his face she figured out way more than uh than he would want her to know and she's keeping that close to her vest and that's a smart ass move and i think that mother made several smart ass moves in this if indeed she did not kill all these people like we thought she did particularly the children like she took five of them and we thought she left the rest on the spaceship but she made a comment this episode that made me feel as if she did indeed evacuate some of these people that actually probably possibly were all in stasis so she kind of released their pods on the planet and then got rid of the arc that can continue to be a much more sophisticated threat than just the humans themselves but we shall see if that is indeed a correct however they are going to have to go through some serious plastic surgery at least the bot has morphine and he looked like swallowing that was a significant dose but it turns out marcus's face tattoos or caleb's i'm just gonna call him marcus not to be too confused his needed that extra scarring around it that was actually a nice touch while his wife uh looks for dinner apparently rats are the only food source and it's disgusting watching her cook it uh boil it is what she looked like I'm like girl why do you, what would you want to boil it you need to just take the skin off and fucking like spit that shit no <laughs> roast it over a spit we do not need to boil that because i feel like that will make it worse and she's the next to get surgery they then start to study the metheric religion and their texts and he encourages her to commit to the role though she hates her removed identity once she takes the bandages off in two days is what i mean damn that's great you can recover from plastic surgery in two days she is crying over her now different face and he gonna say i like it excuse me bitch that is disgusting that is the last thing you tell a woman that you love oh i can fuck that because that's basically what those words were i like it he then reveals his face and tells her that they are now marcus and sue don't call me caleb anymore and then she commits by saying the prayer they go to their impersonator's home and kill them the second person to surrender um, stating the religious proverb as they're rummaging through their things they realize that marcus and sue had a son so now they have a son that they pick up before transit i think it's interesting that the clerics nanny the children that's definitely one way to make sure they're being raised in the religion and they have three tickets or type of metal 
numbers to get them on the ark and like the mormons in the expanse they are looking for the promised land which soul will reward them once they get there they are given communion aka cannibalism what don't look at me like that but this is actually purposeful um, because there's a lot of christian or christianity is based a lot on previous religions and it includes barbaric and greek influences and they're all about the sacrificial and this is a way in which you sacrifice without particularly it's like the opposite of that where you're taking the blood of christ in the the body of christ into your body <laughs> you're consuming that um and then it's kind of in the way if you ever watch the show vikings that's exactly what they did uh they would you know have a sacrifice in a way or sacrifice an animal and then they would drink the blood or drench themselves in the blood and that was a way of being anointed by their god so if you ever if you never watch vikings you should because they do a lot of really smart christian and barbaric similarities but until then they will be in hyperstasis sleep and they will also repent and pray for the sins committed on earth and it sounds like a snooze fest <laughs> sue is able to soothe paul who keeps saying that something isn't right maybe he doesn't know these are his parents but i have a feeling that their relationship wasn't that close if you let in clerics raise your child mother back on planet what did they call it this episode p22b she's humming taking jen's eyes which is the android she killed last episode and his heart to fix father thank god whom i'm really happy isn't permadeath because he's amazing however he wakes all types of jack mother tells him to stay calm lest she or lest he uncover her hard work then shows off her new eyes and says my murder eyes are elsewhere and it's to keep the children safe and he's like children what do you mean he's like i was gone for 72 damn hours and we got a whole brood once again now there's a few things that i question about mother's decision to get these children because she says campion first I feel as if she got the replacements for him more so than she wanted to replace her old children because you see a moment later on in the episode where she's very much reliving and reminiscing on the children that she's lost so these are not insta permit or insta replace children of the one she had however she is willing to make it work or wants to make it work with these children more so for campion's well-being of having a family and her going along with it versus any exact uh attachment to these five now why she chose these five with the exception of paul i don't know uh vita because she's very much like the youngest one i could see that i can also uh see paul to keep marcus in check but tempest she found out something this episode so why did she choose her why did she choose hunter and 
the other girl i can't remember her name because she barely speaks she very nonchalantly tells them that she's stolen from this place called heaven and the ark is gone it's not a problem anymore marcus is stranded in code comes upon father's rope and positions himself between a rock and the hole that emanates heat with the rope around his waist in case he falls which is a good thing because apparently he was in a dead ass coma mother and father dispose of the bodies continuing the conversation with mother not wanting to discuss too many of the details of what actually happened but would like him to tell her a joke she's like oh maybe later then and then he still just stares at her and she says i sense that you're staring at me please stop then admits that she didn't lose control just let her share out the bag and it was in her core objective and their core objective to actually protect their shit and it's her eyes that's the weapon and she took them out so stop looking like she is a murder queen she also remarked she didn't destroy them as they may need them later and i was like okay so what does that mean did she was is she really kind of like she was earlier like oh it's not that you can't be on this planet but you're gonna be on the other side of that equator and you ain't gonna come over here i feel as if she's trying to get the best parts of the planet because she mentions a tropical zone later on and i think the only reason why because i had to think about that why haven't they went there before then is you had small children you can't make i'm guessing that journey is pretty long and you're going to need them to be much more strengthened and they barely got through the weaker years without them just falling sick from that open fucking roof that no one will put a damn tarp on at least at night come on man i mean i guess because you don't want to put all the heat in the house but i don't understand these are androids and she's a necromancer and this is 2045 and we can't make a fucking shoot he's rather saltine she killed him on purpose and not passionately in a rage i'm not so sure about her being in control the whole entire time because the way you was laying up in them damn fields it did not seem like you was in control and digging up the fucking no you went on some crazy shit <laughs> but she says oh it's it was perfect timing though because you lost perspective and i did not and i followed our programmers coding and look now we got five extra kids <laughs> we've destroyed the threat and we still have our settlement and our goal is still on par father then comes into the hut where the children are laying some are awake most of them are actually i think and he's like welcome this is not awkward at all and has the most wonderful reunion with campion but they had to treat campion like a rebellious teenager this episode because that's exactly what he was being with that talk back mother said that you shut down is what he tells <laughs> father in the kitchen i like the way he lit that that stove i thought that was pretty dope i want to learn to do that and he just says no we had a fight she deactivated me <laughs> i really like the way they subvert the um the sexes because quite frankly 
and many tri African tribes in many prehistoric cavemen times, the women were leaders. You know, even in the uh, primal community, in the ape community, the women were the ones that who decided who was in the group. They were the ones that were superior despite the male's superior strength. That is the one of the only few things that the male provides his seed and his ability to hunt and provide and use his physicality for protection of said tribe but the woman is the multitasker the thinker the one that can remember one leaf from another leaf to recall that hey that one's poison why is that important because women lived longer because they needed to be the the nurturers and the caregivers for the rest of the young children so they were able to pass that information down generation to generation i mean this whole the way in which man in the last 100 200 years or so probably even further that uh i would say bc uh, or ad i'm sorry ad there was this idea that the man was the alpha personality became into effect and since then man has been doing everything in their power a great deal of men uh to keep women feeling and being in the position of an inferior species when that is absolutely bananas because for plenty of generations before the hand that simply was not the truth then we have 2020 when the supreme court is still trying to tell women what to do with their fucking bodies so i rather like that there is a submissive nature to father although he has his own strength his own opinions that submissive nature does not uh supersede his own agency which makes it work even better we see that hunter realizes that campion doesn't know what a necromancer is and he's listening as he's talking to father about the fact that he needs to take charge but mother comes in and he shuts his mouth and everyone sits down for dinner but before they well before they all sit down and eat dinner she has words with campion who's like don't look at me like that i think that you're fucking crazy because you kidnapped these kids and let's not pretend that you didn't kill a lot of people as well hunter tells them soul helps those that help themselves and encourages the other children once mother is not listening to escape but tempest says that's a dumb idea we're on a foreign planet and we don't know shit about it the little girl vita starts to cry is that her name vidi or vita i'll know in a second because i wrote it down and then paul says that we should not be fighting he has himself a pet mouse which is disgusting i don't care if it's the last mouse on earth it still needs to die so there are several comments that hunter made that makes me or it reinforces the idea that the myth the the mac daddy christians 
are misogynistic because he tells Tempest, unless I ask you a question, don't open your mouth. The actual words were don't speak unless spoken to, but both have their same response from me. I honestly would have killed this boy before. <laughs> I feel as if mother may need to handle Hunter or she needs to give him back to his people. Vita is the one that begins to cry. Holly is the Indian girl who doesn't say much at this point. Tempest, Hunter who's the worst and she invites everyone to eat at the table introducing them as a family tempest seems most inclined to cast off her shackles she's the first to usually respond or move in the direction she's like hey we're not on the ship but then hearing what happened to her earlier i think she's probably very disillusioned with her religion at this moment no matter how much she may go through the motions but she is also the first one that takes off her her necklace because she says mother that is that religion is not permitted in this house leaving the settlement will basically lead to certain death so i wouldn't try that and we need to hand over your pendant so you guys need to hand over your pendants before you eat she advises they'll make more or they'll move to the tropical zone at some point down the line as a permanent settlement and that they will build a new atheist society Hunter smirks. Killer android, human body. Killer android, human body. I don't think I would get mouthy. Campion jokes that the food isn't poison, despite the fact that mother may be just a bit. <laughs> you know, how do I feel about her actions last episode? In one side, this is my home. I was here first. I declared my flag. Um, but it was Campion that sent the SOS because father wanted this for their son because they failed in their experiment and he didn't want him left alone and it it looked like he was breaking down i'm eventually gonna break down i'm a lesser model he made a judgment call and maybe just maybe things could have ended peacefully if they was not gonna run off that camp with campion so was it right for them to take the kid or not because campion didn't ask to be well he did kind of ask to be rescued that's that's the the catch-22 right but at the time when all was said and done he was like you want to come to my ship he's like nah and then they tried to take him and then mother came even though she was gonna come out anyway being like get the fuck up off my kid uh she was defending herself at that point because they raised guns or one they 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 suck sick <laughs> suck <laughs> they sick gin on her so what was she not supposed to do not supposed to protect herself now where she went too far was when she jumped up in that ship kidnapped the kids and killed a whole bunch of people and then there's this whole idea of dna so this is not her born child this is not even an android creating another android life this is human dna in which you have stolen and you are growing essentially in tubes 
calling them your children rather you feel that connection maternal connection clearly she does that's what makes her go the fuck ham plus her core drive so she's got a biased opinion even though she has this maternal instinct as well and that's where we grow into conflict and where i think the story is interesting because in like i said in some some instances she ain't wrong like hey pull guns up in here trying to throw my kid i fed you i gave you a bed for the night (laughs) you know i said go on your way in the morning we didn't have no problems you made it clear even before things popped off you were stealing shit out of my garden i didn't even get mad about that that you was gonna plan coming back and didn't think that i had any agency to be here this was gonna be a problem and they were gonna have this conversation whether it was today or three weeks from now i think if father was there it wouldn't have went so homicidal mother is back to humming and looking at drawings of her children in her quarters she's also remembering and mourning them via their objects i love the the shave tools it's very it's man's first uh first step in evolution was being to take rocks and shaving them in certain ways so that they made better hunting weapons better you know cutting tools everything was to do with those shaved pieces of rock and it also started to build our complexity and problem solving skills as well the maturity of the brain father comes in to say i think about the children as well replay their memories showing that they have this 12-year history between them not only of love but of loss and that they both talk about wanting a return to trust between them and she reveals her hiding spot for her eyes as an olive branch acknowledging especially when she touches his his uh, torn piece of the suit a true remorse at losing him father then goes to see campion the farmer who wants her eyes destroyed or taken and then (laughs) his mother is walking towards the hut she just looks over at them i got my eyes on you i think the actress does a really great balancing act between and it's not an act she genuinely is you can see the moments where campion is just being so mean to her and she kind of gets it but it's also painful because she's like this is not something that concerns you dear <laughs> me and my killer I, that's me and your dad and i think that's what father was trying to do this episode like hey you're still the child and you need to be able to be guided by us and for that to continue as our relationship as we continue to nurture you there are some things in which you need to know your place and your role slow it all the way hell down and let me handle it and trust that i will handle it in a way and i i believe absolutely father knew what he was doing this episode um i love the fact that he just looks at him as campions like you didn't do what you said he was gonna do blah 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 blah, blah. then he slows back down like i'm sorry i didn't mean to be disrespectful I know I shouldn't be questioning you and you have father turning that right around saying no you should always question me I am not always right I think that is important parents are not infallible you're still people but you have to accept my answers when I give them and I will always do what is best for you 
and you know that so that's where i was kind of not with can't be in this granted he was there father was not he thinks the mother's playing father uh then we definitely have uh hunter getting in his head a little later on so he just didn't understand that there's more of a complexity between man and husband or man and husband between husband and wife man and woman that is a little bit more delicate and doesn't need to be fought with a blunted instrument but i think he sees his support as something mother needed during that time she went on homicidal like maybe if i had been there and talked her off the ledge um i don't know how far would it have went versus how far it did go it's a good question campion tries to make nice with the kids that father's encouraging gives them some blankets when hunter threw that blanket at them women kill him do it shoot him poor boy also doesn't know what sarcasm is because hunter's like gee thanks he's like oh you're very welcome Paul explains that they are 13 years older than they look due to the hibernation they were in. Hunter gets Paul to hand over and then gets Paul to say that this boy can keep his pet mouse just to turn Campion against Mother and reveals what a necromancer is. It was built from the mass extermination and killed the other kids probably without even knowing when he tells them that they all fell sick. And to Tempest's disagreement, he continues to explain that father is a generic service model. He won't stand up to her. He can't. She'll eat him alive. And that necromancers are the superior android. Then explains that the androids were built to protect and do their dirty work so that they humans can remain pure. Kiss my entire then he tries to get campion to pray with them but campion's like you know i won't and it's not allowed but he's like well fine can you just at least watch for mother to not bust us why we do so it's baby steps for hunter because he does indeed allow this to happen in exchange for the mouse see how he's already learning manipulation in 2.2 seconds mother comes to campion to not only chide him for knowingly taking the mouse and it was everything to paul and it was hurting him he clearly did not want to give it away and you have a moment of campion kind of acknowledging that yeah i know i took what i wanted because i wanted it but she does get him to return it and then she says grab the other kids and show them how it's done and she looked really hurt because he said don't look at me like you care because you fake campion shows them what it's like to farm tempest remarks that they're not afraid of hard work because they come from military families unlike hunters who thinks that he's above manual labor because he has an iq of 205 q father being like oh you a 205 you so smart come on over here man you you too smart for labor why don't i tell you these very complicated genius like jokes that you don't get whatsoever the complication of because your 205 is a bullshit number because it ain't street knowledge now get your black ass back over there in that field and start learning what manual labor is you stuck up son of a bitch but i think this is another type of analogy because you have this idea that oh we're man we're superior so we then can look down on anything we consider inferior 
we're constantly what we do making the tools making the androids in this case is to make life easier and less stressful for us so we don't have to do the hard stuff so that all we have to worry about is our significant intelligence for creating such things making life easier is fine i like my indoor plumbing however like when i find out when i was told the other day like this huge fact of you know america is one of the few places it's so rare that other places and other countries have indoor bathrooms like that's like what's that we shit outside um <laughs> in the winter and the summer in the fall and the spring that's where we do our business and we get water and wipe our ass with this toilet paper or we get a lead there's an arrogance to man once we believe we're above a certain uh intelligence and we think it's okay to belittle anyone below us particularly when it comes to manual labor and the slavery was born all up and down our history and more prominently so in american history but that's because there was this book that came out about how black people were ignorant apes and it was okay to treat them as subhuman because they aren't wildly spread through european countries that also happened to take those same ideas to this new continent called america in which many europeans migrated and thus begins uh one of the worst atrocities to black people to occur by caucasians in the history of uh of the of the uh, yeah no yeah that's pretty i mean i'm not saying there ain't white on white slavery there was a time yeah but not um systematically implemented and current as it is now and continues to be moving on at night with an open roof still mother is brainwashing the children telling them to imagine they were a molecule in the ocean looking up at the stars and because we're all made of stars she's trying to get them in touch with the fact that they are uh, a whole shit ton of materials <laughs> when she hears a fetal heartbeat and pulls tempest aside campion remarks he took care of it and we find out later what he meant by those words mother takes her to her place and tells her she will sleep in here from now on the science tent is what i'm going to call it and that she knows all about her condition because she heard it tempest story is sad as shit because she explains her pregnancy is the result of rape that a hello heliodromus one of the second highest ranking members of the church woke up during hibernation and had his way with several women not women girls uh, that were also in stasis and her pregnancy is a result of that she apparently was due to watch him die before mother robbed her of that opportunity so while she's not giving her anything she does say she's not afraid of her mother says that your child is a great gift and you should focus not on your loathing and pain but on the child that's innocent and that they are going to raise this child together oh lord a very pragmatic in a sense like oh yeah but you this this gift of a child but completely disregarding all of the human feelings that this girl is struggling through the psychological trauma not to mention the physical trauma and giving birth to this child is 
could possibly cause additional physical trauma if not emotional uh transference of those loathing feelings and the feelings against the man that molested her and i think that this is why androids raising humans might be a little problematic father is trying out jokes for the family when he hears a threatening sound apparently mother can also compel because she's like sleep now and she goes to sleep or did she just look crazy enough and tempest was like i'm just gonna lay down because she got that crazy look in her eye she then goes to get her eyes but they are missing she very i'm glad she didn't freak out and go nuts on father she asked like why did you take my eyes from me and he's like campion she goes to the tent to handle it and he's like mother let me handle it and i appreciate that she let him handle it this is his role he's much more of the maternal despite her having that mother's instinct mother's intuition all those feelings he's able to uh convey those more so than she can and it's a moment of danger right it's no time to be pussyfooting around can't be in where the fucking eyes no you said he was gonna handle it i ain't got no time to argue with with you right now we are in immediate threat we need to be able to defend ourselves she's the only one that can do that give me the fucking eyes he shakes them they come out he throws the eyes to her love the toss i don't know what it was about that slow-mo but i was like "Ooh, i love that and she handles business though i do not know why the hell tempest will run outside where the monsters are versus staying inside where they can't get you but it was all just to give an opportunity for mother to annihilate a few more things with her eyeballs and she tells tempest and it's good that she can communicate in this form don't look at me and to get back to the bunker mother then thanks father for not taking her eyes which allowed her to listen to him when he gave her the counsel that they're gone now you can power down she does so immediately and they're able to have a rational conversation and she takes out her eyes saying okay i'm not gonna hurt anybody the threat is gone that's what i use these for that's my intention of why i have them around and i like that rebuild of trust between them despite all the horrible things she's done one cannot say she didn't do them for her family and it doesn't look like the other side is without sin they have apparently never encountered these creatures in the last 12 years and they wonder what's up with that why this new threat why is it emerging now we end the episode how we kind of begun with marcus being rescued by his people first some creatures are about to attack him but he is all the way unconscious Uh, he ends up falling down into the well thing but since he's attached to the rope he's just left limp there and his people come and put him on a gurney and get him away so another really good exploration into this world i can't wait to know more and there's so many things to be learned and it has this very uh dark tone to it but it also is handling it in a way that is digestible and i appreciate that there's definitely some subtlety there to the more devastating and and rather feral things that are occurring on this planet thus far and that's my thoughts on the episode time to get into my favorite part the feedback 
If you want to participate and send feedback, you can send that in written form or via audio to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. We have two up tonight. First up, it's Mimi. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, I am sending my feedback for Raised by Wolves, uh, episode two. Um, I wanted to send this earlier, but I have people at my job that really think that they my boss and uh, I got off work late, so I missed my work meeting. It's a monthly meeting we have to go to, so I had to go to the one at 5 o'clock p.m., which is right before my shift, so I couldn't do that, so my whole day got blown off. I swear, I I don't want to sound, I don't want to start ranting again, but I, I swear, like, some of these bitches, and I'm just going to say that, and I'm, I'm going to say that they mostly are white women that I work with. I'm just going to throw that out there. They think that they can talk to me any kind of way it's like i understand that you this show floor and bitches are scared of you but i'm not the one and i don't know who you think you are but let me tell you who you ain't okay you ain't gonna talk to me like that and i i swear to you i it happens it doesn't happen very often because i have a very bad temper so i when i'm at work most of the time when people bother me i just don't say anything because i know once it comes out what happens after that is unleashed I cannot control but I almost lost my religion at work because a girl trying to tell me I was late doing something it's like first of all I don't work for you I work for the hospital and when they need nurses they send me they sent me somewhere else and I came as soon as I finished I had to go from one hospital to the next I can't control that a medication is late I can't control how long it takes to administer the medication because a patient needs it you know delivered in a certain way and I can't run it faster I have to run it the way it goes so an infusion that should have taken you know maybe two hours and two and a half hours tops ended up taking probably like eight because the medication didn't come until five hours after I got there which is clearly not something I can control I had to give blood to a patient and he had to have specialized blood because he's a cancer patient and the medication was taking forever and I have no control of it I don't I don't make the blood I just you know give it <laughs> and I got to the floor late I was they were expecting me at 11 but I didn't get there till 2 a.m. because of what I previously said and she basically tried to trying to drag me talking about some you were late like no I wasn't <laughs> I work for the hospital and when my manager tells me to go to a floor that's where I go but I can't leave a patient when I'm not finished doing what I'm supposed to do and I swear to you and I was like so you're basically telling me in my face that you're punishing me by giving me all of this heavy load patients that I only have five hours to see because I was late for some imaginary deadline you made up I was like okay bitch I need to walk away because I'm gonna beat the shit out of you in the middle of this floor and lose my job I I mean this happened like I said at two o'clock in the morning and I'm still mad whoo so that little bitch ruined my entire day like and I I, I woke up <laughs> several times dreaming about beating her ass and that's how bad it was when your when your real life flows into your dreams Whew. so I'm just now sending my feedback but I want to get this out so I am just going to tell you um, what I remember from the episode I did write notes but since I'm driving right now I don't know that I'll be able to look at them as well as I want um, the thing I remember the most is um, I think it's like Ke Kepril 
22 or something like that that is that like what they call the planet that they're on I'm not sure but I remember um, after the scene when we did a flashback of Marcus when he was on earth or so who we thought was Marcus um, they showed like that Kipper Kipler maybe it's Kipler Kipler 22 and then it said today so I'm just curious to know where that name came from is that the planet that they're on is that the ship that landed there I'm not sure but I that caught my interest um, now back to on earth so it seems as though Marcus isn't really Marcus he changed it he took the identity because they wanted to get on the ark so it seems as though they only took military people when the earth was clearly in a disarray I I just don't know like if they had like the capability of only taking certain people you know they probably only took the rich and clearly they're gonna need people to protect those rich people so that's probably why they took military people but that's really messed up to not allow people to you know have an opportunity to go on this ark so you just gonna leave them on a dying planet that is really really messed up like I it took me a moment to even comprehend how messed up that is and then I didn't feel like what um, you know those two individuals did with changing their appearance I didn't feel like that was that bad because it was their survival it's either I get on this this ship or I die I feel bad that those two people were parents and they murdered that dude's uh, real parents but it seems as though they still care for him they took care of him so he looked you know alright he didn't look like the happiest child when we first were introduced to him I don't even remember his name I don't think I wrote it down but I know he's one of the kids that Lamia stole mother um, so we'll get to know him and then I thought it was interesting that the kids were in hibernation for 13 years so their like growth was stunted that was pretty cool um, they're all like technically 13 years older than they look um, I, they, were they in like were they like in that hibernation mode I don't think that's what they called it but were they did they do that while they were traveling through space or was that before the ark was built that part I didn't quite register the answer to that but either way they're all 13 years older and it was so cute how excited um, Champ Champion was when he saw he was like I've never seen kids as big as you <laughs> they're not even that big but he's just like I guess his it looks like it sounds like they were on that planet for 12 years so his siblings died when they were eight it, most of them died before they were eight and then um, the last one just recently died so she was you know 12 so that's I guess that makes sense he hasn't seen kids you know 17 16 years old um, what else let me think here hold on oh I remember um, when they found that Android and then they found out that he could do plastic surgery I thought it was so funny that he was just so willing to do all of that plastic surgery changing their appearance like he knows that they're changing their appearance to look like people that are going to the ark I don't know how like much information that actual Android knows but the fact that he like knew to like get rid of their tattoos which I'm assuming is uh, is a symbol for when someone's like some type of soldier or I don't know if they were I don't it sound like the fact that they helped that Android out like I know that war was against Android so maybe they weren't fighting for earthlings I'm not sure I don't 
it, I know it's religion against non-religion is what it sounds like so I'm not 100% sure what they were um, like whose side is on who or what they're fighting for but he just did it without any question they didn't even take them like he didn't even they didn't even have to like coerce him or convince him he just said yeah I can do it I have 70% of my function I'm, I'm very capable that was hilarious I was like these androids are a mess like they don't have no like they clearly didn't put it like a like some type of restrictions on their capability like you know don't just be doing plastic surgery on just anybody like nope they just let him do plastic surgery who do you want to look like okay sure this let let me put these bandages on you and it's gonna hurt the end like that's that's all <laughs> funny thing I want to talk about really quickly I'm running low on my time here I got like uh, a minute and 15 seconds um, before I run out of time I want to talk about um, father I love him he is so cute what his lame ass dad jokes like I could not stop when he when he uh, found out that one kid had an IQ of like 100 or 200 and something and he was like oh you're the smartest and he was like I've been waiting to tell these really smart jokes <laughs> that was so adorable I love that scene I love father and I actually was pretty impressed with father like even though he clearly I don't think he trusts mother like I'm not sure like I'm getting like a vibe like I think his primary focus is champion and maybe eventually the other kids but like that's what he's like his like the way he's like side-eyeing her like I know he knows that she is a little loopy like she's not 100% right like something is off but he did not try and get rid of her eyes and I think he did that mainly because he realized that that might be the one thing they need to protect him uh champion I mean um and you know it's clear that mother is the the protector and the dominant one just based off what we've seen so far and he must know that so that that was pretty cool that he still is trying to gain her trust so that she trusts him enough maybe so that she don't kill him again um I also um think mother is absolutely bonkers the way she's talking to the kids the way she like she doesn't get human children at all and I'm not saying she doesn't want to but she is crazy and she she doesn't understand that you kidnap these kids from everything they know and they watch their entire life crash and now you expect them to just go on like nothing happened and I think that's the part she's not comprehending and unfortunately I don't know that champion gets that too like I think he's so happy to be around other kids that he's not quite seeing from their perspective because it's clear that they're all terrified oh and let me just touch on base with that little the little black girl well the older black girl that we found out was pregnant like this is exactly what happens when you um, put you make people buy their way into uh, you know heaven I guess that would be the appropriate word because they only let the ark clearly must have let the rich folks in um, it's soldiers um, because that's what happens like you are allowing humanity to be based off of wealth and most rich people suck and that's just the bottom line I, I, I can't prove it but I would assume that people that make that kind of money to where you can't even spend it all in your entire life 
you could not have gotten that money the right way. There's no way. You nobody needs that much money. There's no way you when you start buying islands or getting rights to things that you don't have no business getting you have too much damn money and i think that that's what happened with this arc and it sucks that that little girl and what was it 12 others were sexually assaulted when they were sleeping because some fuckhead thinks that he has the right to a girl's body without their permission because they're sleeping they can't tell him no and the fact that you know he was supposed to be executed no if that was what a, if what a, that man did that to my child there wouldn't have been no execution. I would have killed him myself as soon as I found out. And then to find out she's pregnant. And clearly, you know, I'm assuming with their religion, she's just expected to have this baby. And that's not fair to her. She looked like she was maybe 17. And that sucks. Um, the little girl looks familiar, too. I feel like I've seen her in something, but I can't remember. Um, and my last point was about those little creatures that we saw. Because uh, Lamia was like, we've been here for 12 years and we've never seen them. And I could easily remedy that. I believe that when she crashed that ship there, she might have uprooted their home. Like maybe they were underground and they didn't know there was an above ground, but now they do. And Or you, you destroyed their um, hunting ground, so they had to find new hunting ground. That was a big ass ship. And you can assume it would make a big ass damage ditch wherever like it wasn't just that it crashed but it exploded so who knows what damage she did i mean i guess she didn't know it was there but how how much did they really explore as soon as they land landed they had like they they got pregnant with the kids so i'm sure they didn't explore the whole planet anyway um i think that's all i have and i apologize for my rant but sometimes you just need to get stuff off your chest in order to cope with it i'm on my way to work and I might see this heifer again, so I just needed to, you know, let loose and let it out. <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully I didn't drop the F-bomb too much this during this podcast. If I did, my bad. Sometimes that word just comes out and I don't even realize it. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Mimi had a lot to say. First off white bitches in corporate america can't stand them not even a little bit do not like them at all they think they are always someone's boss and i'm like bitch you ain't even in this department why are you speaking to me after a while i just kind of in the most um corporate way possible had to make it known that i don't speak to anyone other like basically if you have a complaint you might as well tell my boss because stepping to me is not an option and that's what i did (laughs) i get it though it don't stop all of them but after you go off a few times um yeah uh so yeah i i i get it hey vent vent away but we do need to call champion campion because that is his name (laughs) Yes, it is Campion. I get that you was talking about Champion, but just so you know, and I don't let you go on the next eight or however long. I think there's only eight episodes calling him Champion because he might not be our champion. Um, I like what you said about Father and his corny ass jokes. I thought he had a double edged meaning there, but 
he could just also have shored up some really shitty jokes that were genius level no one would ever get plus he never had kids that grew up that far but i also kind of felt like he was dragging him and the fact that it was a black man and a black man and i'm too good because i got men you leave because i'm smart bitch you sound like the caucasians that conquered us stop it <laughs> get your ass in that field you can clean you you can do farming as well as everybody else and the fact that he even comes from a non-military now you're your supposition about the people on the ark i will uh, i will say that is fair to say that they are rich in military but i'm not sure if that is completely well she said all of our family came from the military maybe this was a way in which they were rewarded for their service kind of like if you're talking about the crusades you know if you fought in the crusades and you came back and you were victorious you know you were giving your place into heaven yeah i do feel there probably is some shenanigans going over there on there but i have i have a feeling yeah it probably has more to do with power and influence than it does with monetary because it seemed like everybody was broke as fuck because <laughs> they was eating rats and i did get the part that they were atheists and that's why they saved the robot and i think that's why the robot in turn helped them the way this robot was assistant, it felt as if it's a slave to man. Like whatever it is told or commanded, it it does. Unless it was like a military or something to that effect. But considering, well, they did have Jen. They clearly want simplified robots like this. Not anything that would look like it could have its own brain and function. So it actually makes a whole bunch of sense that human gives command, robot does command. Uh, the tattoos are interesting. I'm wondering if they mean something or if they had any meaning. Um, what else did you say about mother being batshit crazy? I'm not 100% sure. I think there's strong evidence to the contrary <laughs> that she is indeed batshit crazy. But I also think that she's crazy as a fox. Like, hey sometimes i gotta do something fucking insane to change the status quo because in the end like at that moment in their failure after everything she's lost whatever it was just two broken down robots and nothing to show for themselves and that was the last of the quote-unquote atheist type of movement if this is indeed what it was i think there's a lot more to learn about what precipitated the war so i'm holding off a little bit on judgment uh about everyone's motivations i think that the church in itself is motivated mostly by greed and power so if anything i feel the church is the one thing that religious people that even rich people can uh be bent towards kings that's what they paid for because they want that place into heaven and it could be that the that the church does house maybe the the richest and most influential but what is what is power what is i should say what is money when you go to a place in which it has no uh type of currency right you're starting all over from humanity so in the beginning it was about how smart you were which i have a feeling that's why the iq boy is on there um how uh, what you can do and then you made a classism and i think this is a surviving class uh but mostly a surviving religion 
uh, an influence can get people to do things uh, just as much as money or but like I said I, I can't judge power because what is power to an earth that no longer uh, supports it so then it does break down to the more uh, what does these people do I think it has more to do with, with uh, some of the supernatural not supernatural but you know what I mean uh, like they believe in prophecies and things like that it's you know what are you willing to do to sell yourself into heaven and i'm not i rather well i understand that these two atheists decided to change camps it's a little mm, it's an insidious slippery road you're going down because if you don't know how your identity is and you lose face in that or you lose face as in they did with that then you start to really spiral because everyone needs purpose whether it's in one camp or another but if you are able to move between the two uh and you really don't commit to either or you can open yourself up by moving one to the other be influenced it's a lot a lot going on with i think the market storyline that i'd like to see but i i totally see them not as good people i don't even by just marcus's comments i just find him i think he probably fits in with the diocese a lot better than <laughs> uh than he may think but i think i covered everything hopefully you have a much better night tonight at work i know mean you guys had to send it right away but y'all sure as shit did so with that Let's get to last but not least, Miss Shy. Hello, Christina. I am back to discuss Raised by Wolves, episode two. I really enjoyed this episode. It was um, got a few more answers, had a couple of twists involved, uh, which I enjoyed. We'll start out at the beginning where we were introduced to Caleb and Mary, who apparently are soldiers, you know, lower class soldiers fighting the war against the androids. Um, they come across this medical android, um, which they decide to, um, in order to escape that planet, to assume the identity, the identities of Marcus and Sue. Um, and yeah, so they have this plastic surgery thanks to the android, which was painful as hell. So I don't know what the android was talking about when he's talking about marginally. That definitely wasn't marginal. Anyway, um, so they decide to do that. And as they're getting this done, Mary's out there searching for food, which we see this gross scene of her. Ugh taking the innards out of some rat to cook it not a great scene um so i'm taking it that the mithriacs are believers and and therefore the higher society sort of speak um because it looks like caleb and mary were non-believers because of the way they were um trying to practice how to be a mithriac people or believers um to assume the role so that was interesting um so we see them go to marcus and sue's home and murder the the real the real deal 
and take over officially take over their identity they find out they have a son <laughs> that um that they're supposed to meet as they get on the uh, ark so that was um interesting i would think that that would have been part of the information in the android but i guess they didn't think to look for that um so yeah so they go on this ark with paul and i'm very curious to know if paul ever figured out that wasn't his parents or whether maybe he doesn't know his parents like that because it seemed like they shipped him off somewhere and um and then when it was time to leave the planet they met up with him to leave so i don't know how close he was with his parents so that'd be interesting on if there was some type of a difference i would think there would be either they were you know more loving towards him or more distant towards him seems like they would have been more loving towards him but who knows i mean we didn't know the real marcus and sue to be able to make that judgment so that'd be interesting to find out then we see mother in the gross scene of her taking out the eyeballs of the of that android Jin and putting them in her eye sockets uh, in order to um not walk around with a blindfold on apparently she can't have hers her what is it her eyeballs were activated and she can only put them on when she's killing people i'm not quite sure why she couldn't use her regular eye or she maybe she thought they were it, it would scare the kids scare campion so she put in these other eyeballs in order to make them feel more at ease i'm thinking uh, i don't know but anyway so she decides to give father a new processor so father is not dead after all so that was great to see um but yeah mom's definitely not or mother's definitely not playing with a full deck you know she's not all there so i don't know i know for me i was on pins and needles this whole episode because i don't know what this woman's capable of doing i mean she's nice she's you know being motherly right now but you know campion was mouthy and i mean i knew she wasn't gonna kill him but i'm just saying then you got hunter saying what he was saying so i just had this feeling that some something bad was gonna happen but nope didn't happen this time around so that's good i feel like father is biding his time i mean it seems like he's you know following along with um mother's instructions and going along with everything she's wanting to do you know with her talking about she's got these five other children so they can be one big happy family again i guess they're all supposed to have amnesia not remember um that she can kill people with her eyeballs and you know do all this other stuff and father is supposed to just forget that he that she deactivated him um so yeah that should be interesting but yeah i feel like his father is biding his time he's playing the long game and of course champion or campion wouldn't know that he's a kid so he went and stole the eyeballs right away um but yeah and not thinking that father is gonna stand up against um mother i like that we got a little bit of a uh, of 
an explanation as to mother and father's role so um mother is a necromancer and then father is a servant android so that would make sense why what i was saying in my previous um feedback about how she seems to be the leader and he's a follower and she seems to be in charge and he just follows her lead well now we know why that makes sense we see that one of the children that she acquired um just so happens to be marcus and sue's son paul so that's an interesting twist to that so that'll be something to look for as we as the episodes go on we see that marcus is near this that hole that that hole that everyone likes to go hang out next to um and so i'm wondering i guess uh, there's no other means to find shelter or build a fire um i I mean don't know what the's going on on the earth we just know that one area that mother and father are in so it's hard to say you know if he could have found something to help him and find shelter we find out that one of the other children tempest is pregnant that she was raped by a heliodramas um the second highest ranking person in the church so he's a sick asshole you know preying on hibernating children Ugh, just uh just can't stand stories like these perbs like this so not surprising he took advantage of his or at least tried to take advantage of his position um and yeah of course he was slated to die and did not well he did but not the way he was supposed to and we learn an interesting tidbit from Paul that they were in hibernation for 13 years and they didn't age in all that time. So technically speaking, you know, they should be in their 20s, but they're not. They stopped growing. They stopped aging. So that was an int- uh, another interesting um, fact to this story. The one thing I will say, you know, mother, you know, she took these kids um, as a replacement for the ones that she lost. But the issue is, um, the first of all, they're not the children that she lost. But secondly, they primarily been raised in this uh, Mithriatic, Mithriatic, I can't even say the name, um, and believing in this other belief. Um, so they were raised differently. So it's going to gonna be interesting how they rebel against that and and how she reacts to that because as we saw they're not you know peacefully following along with what she's wanting um so i'm very curious as to when this becomes known to mother how she's going to react to it um so yeah that's going to be something to look forward to and then we see that Marcus is rescued by some sh- some soldiers. Um, so they're, but I believe they said this in the other um, episode that there were other ships out there exploring around. So I don't know if there's other ships 
like the you know like different arcs or if that uh, there was the main arc the main ship and then there's just explorer ships with soldiers in it that go around and trying to find um planets that they can occupy so that that was interesting to learn more about that sorry if you keep hearing some dinging in the background that's the security system and somebody's opening the door anyway we all know there's going to be a showdown at some point because um obviously marcus is going to let um his people know what's going on i'm wondering how he's going to find out about paul um that paul or is he going to think paul is dead um and i also wonder what happened to i'm assuming that's his wife mary um i'd be another story i would love to see more of and i'm sure we will i'm sure we'll get a little bit more flashbacks um in the coming and upcoming episodes but that's all i have for now like i said i enjoyed this episode um yes i'm liking the story i'm liking where we're going with this and i look forward to more until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy so it looks like you and Mimi have the exact same thoughts about mother being batshit crazy. And maybe she is. And I am just the naive one giving her way more credit than she deserves. So I guess two against one there. And we shall see. And then you hit on all of the points that we had already discussed um, about the planet. I forgot to mention it is called Kepler 22B, I believe. Um... I think maybe ask that question and then about what does Paul know what does he don't know I'm not sure I think that being raised by clerics or at least in the custody of clerics for uh, an uncertain period of time there's things about this religion that feels cultish I'm not it's not completely based on Christianity and I probably should put that out there <laughs> i don't know exactly what what all things go into this they do definitely have christian um aspects to what that religion is but I, i'm not quite sure on that and then about the stasis uh i i'm not sure if neither one of you guys have watched aliens or alien or alien resurrection or any of the alien movies alien 3 with forrest whitisker that's my favorite um <laughs> i love them all but yeah it's a typical ridley scott thing that people go in stasis for a really long time uh and you know like ripley was in space for a hundred or something years but she still looked like she was 30 years old or something to that effect she even had a daughter and when she finally was out of stasis she didn't look any different her daughter was like an old woman dying so yeah i'm kind of used to that idealism uh it looks like the technology is pretty far advanced i'm kind of leaning on my alien-ish um knowledge to fill in some of these blanks but i will be interested to hear what you guys think after the podcast on some of my takes on some of the scenes that we did see because then you've got the same thing i think mimi was saying as well that you think that father's just biding his time i think there's more to that uh relationship than just oh you did this horrible thing well androids have a different processing of events than 
say a human who's going to emotionally react to this you know it is their core programming to make the successful settlement they failed at that she went and grabbed these kids yeah things were shady but i think he at this point realizes that he needs to take caution and choose his battles versus you know at that moment they only battled because they were in the last rope and it looks like she was about to break like all the way down and he could not have that on his conscience. i think he was very genuine when he said you know to campion i'm always gonna do what's best for you i'm not sure what the hell she's gonna do with tempest um but i do feel like she's probably not mentally in the right place and maybe she'll kill hunter and i'll be excited about that yeah i'm not sure where we can go where are these fucking creatures that we haven't seen in 12 years i think that's interesting as well i think mimi said maybe you woke them up um that's possible uh because of the arc exploding that's definitely one possibility Uh, i could also be that actually you probably that's the most (laughs) realistic one is that this huge explosion called them uh caused them to maybe move from a tropical zone over to where some food is and the food place well then if that's the case though they're gonna have a lot of food source on this planet because we don't know how many people's on this planet and then i i remember from episode one they said how did they how did they make it there so fast as if this paradise was already picked out right it's not like earth is just gonna roll around i mean they could like lost in space and be like maybe we'll just trip and fall on a nice planet that can accommodate us but it felt as if this was more intentional even with the ark uh coming here this was some place that people had staked out and maybe they had staked it out long before earth's last days or when they were at the crest upon us so i i think there's still a lot more information to be mined here if you want to send feedback once again on the next episode you can send it to at blackarcotch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes and leave a review rate and review the podcast until next time peace hair grease Black or magic?